Hello, hello, hello! Welcome! I'm Matt Hayes, I'm here with Bob Panalone, and this is the... Analysis! Matthew doing? Hazard! We're chopping it up, uh, we're talking Baby Driver. Yeah, man, we gotta focus, we gotta, uh, a laser focus this afternoon. We're coming at you 100 miles an hour with a nifty soundtrack. Tight 30. Correct. Um, all right, well, let's jump right in. You and I have not discussed this at all, so uh, so what do you think? You saw it before me. I'll let you go first. Matthew Hayes, I have a very uh, on-the-fence... Uh, discre- I'm, I'm trying to put my, my thoughts into words right now. Um, I was well, so... Um, I, I had very mixed feelings on this movie. That's the, That's a very easy way to start. Um, Mm -hmm. I want to start with my positive stuff first because I was battling the cynic in me uh, because this movie came out with a ton of hype. uh, And this was one that both of us were excited for. And it got great reviews on the tomatoes. And I was thrilled to see it. 98%. This is a a landmark film for me because it was the first time I've ever been to the theater by myself to see a movie. So the first time? the first time ever, and I'm 30. And how many movies do we go to see? And how many times have I been to the theater? And this is the first That's time insane. I've ever gone without like a friend or a date uh, or a group of people to see a movie. I just went by myself, and uh, I Man. saved the ticket stub actually, and <laughs> I was thrilled for the first say 20 minutes of this movie. Uh, and I was like, oh, man, this is exactly what I uh, bought in for. And then after that, I felt that it became very cliche. And I was underwhelmed with the the, the back 40 uh, of this movie. But again, the first 15 mm-hmm. minutes, the first 15, 20 minutes is incredibly entertaining. So that's where I want to start. When uh, I got out of this movie theater and I was like, wow, what a fun movie. That was rad. Only a total cynic would have any problems <laughs> with, <laughs> with uh, a, a super fun, um, you know, homage to 70s heist films. There's a little heat thrown in there, uh, I would, I think. And then um, it just kind of like a, a fun summer movie that's not a comic book movie. I'm literally and, uh, on the IMDb page, and the the there's pictures of Heat on the Baby Driver IMDb page right now. There's like oh um, pictures of De Niro oh, and Kilmer. Yeah, was it like uh, Edward, Edgar, Edgar Wright's, Wright's top ten top heist 10. movies? Uh, so yeah, there you go. Uh, we can take a look at those in a sec, but just uh, I'll give my my first thoughts here. Um, I, I I think I agree. the The first forty, I was like, man, I could watch these these heists uh, all day. Just like the driving, the cuts were great. It's uh, you know, uh, Edgar Wright um, to catch people up is from the Cornello series, the Simon Pegg. Yeah, he's uh, all the Simon the Pegg Dead, stuff. Hot Fuzz uh, at, at World's, you know, World's End. End. Exactly. A reverent comedy action horror. Didn't genre. he do Pilgrim, Scott Pilgrim, which is a, another cult movie that people really yep. love? They actually just showed that here at the Vic at the Bruin View. Uh, they showed a bunch of Edgar Wright stuff all in one day, so you could go and mm-hmm. buy one ticket and watch like five of his movies and get drunk at the at the Vic if you wanted. 
Yeah, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. I mean, I thought that was that was fine as well. But it, it, it's kind of, I mean, there's a down here that's like, you may also like Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, you know, so that it, these sort of cheeky, uh, irreverent action comedies is kind of what he's getting into exactly. here. And, and yeah, okay, so the first 40 super tight. And then, so you kind of had a problem when the shit hits the fan and... Uh, and then there's more heavy lifting to be done uh, with, like, Jamie Foxx blowing stuff up. And then, uh, you know, John Hamm's got to come in and, you know, kind of carry the weight of the villain. And uh, so you had a problem with uh, maybe when the actors were asked to do more than just look cool in a Well, in yeah, a I mean, chase. again, the first, you know, the, the, the first scene he pulls up, you're watching the, you know, you're watching the synchronization of his his music or his his iPod to the windshield wipers and you know even mm-hmm. through the uh, all the all the the race around and evading the cops and then he goes and he gets the coffee and and the beat where the beats of the music he's setting down the coffee and you know that was all really slick and obviously you can't do that for an hour and a half two hours like so that that style had to end eventually uh, but then you settle into the nuts and bolts of the movie and it's it's very basic and the characters are all very basic. Did you? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, but what, I mean, what were you expecting? Okay. Yeah. So it had this bit, it had 98% run tomatoes. It had this big hype, but I mean, maybe it was hyped up for like a week before it got released. I mean, there was like, you know, wonder woman and that was kind of, that was huge. And then everything kind of died away and it was like okay well what's next yeah uh, we got dunkirk in a few weeks i do we got get Spider-Man. lost in our internal or our group hype versus actual um, real world american hype so you're yeah, right was, in that this were, isn't as hyped as some of those other movies there was only like a week there of kind of dead air where there was like nothing else to hype up and you're like oh well this guy's got a new movie coming out and it's got all these people in it i'm like all right well when when I first heard about it, I was like, oh, I had no idea. And then um, I was like, I took this. And then all of a sudden, the big push, the big marketing push, because they kind of found that window where nothing else was kind of going up against it. And um, well, apart from Despicable Me three, I think. But yeah, those are two separate. I, th- I thought this was so. like a lot of fun, man. I, I mean, it's um, fun. I'm not. I don't want people to think that this is a bad movie, but it's. I I think this is fans of the director getting really in people that almost like Coen brothers syndrome or like the Mm -hmm. Paul Thomas Anderson people that are going to love it regardless. Kind of, I, I I just don't know what makes this movie so remarkable. If you can explain it to me, I'd love, love to hear it. Cause I don't know that there are Edgar Wright fans specifically. I think those people are more like Simon Pegg fans, uh, you know, for those three movies. And, And this guy's trying to come out on his own now. And, uh, I, th- I thought it was great. I mean, if you look at his influences here, you got, you know, Vanishing Point, uh, you know, the Bourne movies, o- the Oceans movies, um, kind of these cool, you know, Death Proof. Um, what else? We- oh, The Driver, which pe- from 1978, a lot of people are saying yeah, that never this. I've seen this. Yeah, The Driver is an amazing movie, full stop. There's several great action sequences, but the opening chase is particularly iconic and it's really beautifully shot. It's really exciting without a single line of dialogue. So obviously that was what he was going for in the opening shot and well and it is cool like when you first when they first pull up and john ham and and the crew get out and you're only kind of seeing them distant through the window and you only can see about like a third of the bank and you're like oh yeah this is clearly a movie that's not necessarily even about bank heist but it's about this driver and we're going to do more of a character study than just a 
a general heist thrill and and so i was i was definitely into that and i was on board for that but then when you get into the characters man it's all very very surface and the the waitress that just like waits around for him to show up and you know i'm i just i've i've heard people talking about it you know just kind of from a feminist angle and like this woman just like sits around and has no one to talk to about her life has nothing to do but like run off with this guy on a whim and there was i don't know i i don't know if i necessarily get into that i actually that was one of my favorite parts of the movie was uh the relationship with him and debbie so dude it's it's like what nothing can be cartoony anymore like like kill bill kill bill volunteer people would have a problem with that i mean it's no, like but there's I, there's definitely a lot more there's definitely a lot more happening in Kill Bill than there is happening in Baby Driver. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But I'm just saying like th- this wasn't real life. It was it was absurd characters that were some of them were one dimensional. I mean you you can't be you can't. <laughs> Jamie be... Foxx has been doing the same gangster whisper in the last like eight movies he's done. Yeah, I know. So. Wait, I mean, but the the guy also did Ray Charles, so you know we know he can do it. So <laughs> yeah, give him yeah, a break. He put his work in. Um, he, he did. He did put his work in. With I. Show. I. This is what I loved about the movie that it didn't take itself seriously. That it was just like this. It was. Um, maybe it was knocking off all these seventies movies where like you, the acting wasn't that great and just like this. There's a person at a diner waiting for him to take her into a sunset with a car they can't afford and you know music that they just want to listen. I mean, and what, obviously Kevin Spacey is playing a style here. Mm-hmm. Like I understand there's a style that this movie's doing. I just was a little underwhelmed especially when the first I, I, I let's start with do you agree with me at least that there's a fall off in the back half of this movie does it not feel do you, did you not check your watch at all cuz i was finding no. myself drifting I mean, in it's, the back it, half of this story it's under 2 hours so I, I i don't really check my watch until my mental clock has gone at least 2 hours um i find myself wandering in the back half of this movie no, yeah, I, I guess I didn't. I because I was okay. like, um, because then because the beginning is like this, you know, seventies era, your vanishing point, bullet, the driver, sort of just a a cool like death proof. Just I mean, you know, how death proof was like Quentin Tarantino just wanting to make a car chase movie, and, yeah, and he it was cool. I mean, this is this this guy just wanted to make a cool car chase movie because he likes the driver, he likes heat. So the, like, but the, I also didn't like death proof. <laughs> yeah, well, but that's that's because of all that dialogue. Yeah, um, he's definitely jerking his own wiener when he was writing that movie. Yeah, a little bit, but um, but I mean, who cares? It was just it was like a movie where a guy was driving a car around, smashing chicks through the windshield. I I mean, it's it's stupid, but that that's what movies used to still, be like. I, have even to though be I wouldn't, something. even though I wouldn't recommend Death Proof, I do think about some of the images in that movie all the time, especially if I'm driving down the window and I got my arm hanging out yeah. of the window and I think about that chick's that leg. Chick, yeah. Right. It's like, you know, I guess some of the, some of the imagery still, uh, um, still has stuck with me through the years on, on death proof. But, uh, well, the thing yeah, is, I, I don't know. I, I guess I had a problem with like the selection of the crews where it's like, you know, the first one seemed pretty professional and legit. And then you bring in this hothead, Jamie Foxx character and you work with him again and he's you know he's he always kills one of the people in his crew and seems like why would you ever work with that guy he's you know he's a loose cannon oh yeah this guy again but then you know you got John Mm -hmm. Hamm who's you know very professional he's got his chick and yeah so you got you got Buddy and and 
and Darlin, Darlin Bats. Bats. Yeah, so the the Bats and the the other two guys crew, I think that was kind of suspect. And then to bring back Bats, I think was uh, questionable. But I mean, that's just like a, a bizarre, you know, he he's he's like the head of the Power Rangers or or you know, or the guy from uh the guy from uh Team America. Like, you know, he's just like this yeah. weird dude who controls these people Let's and get down and suck my cock. Now, Gary. Gary. <laughs> All right, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Before you uh, join Team America, I need you to suck my cock. Also, the one thing I heard about this movie uh, over and over again was how great the soundtrack is, and like, we're th- I'm tired of giving movies credit for their soundtrack. Like, that's it, you you got to come more correct than just it's got a rockin' soundtrack. Uh, yeah, but I I mean, what do you prefer, like original scores? No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, the movie has to be a good movie, and it can also have a good soundtrack. Oh, yeah. But, okay, speaking of a Driver movie that I really dug and had a super awesome soundtrack, your your boy Gosling in Driver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that movie, for me, brought way more than this movie did. It almost, uh, they're not the same, but this one definitely is more cartoony, but, I mean, it's the same kind of general genre that they're living in i much rather would prefer watching driver i've seen that movie 10 times i don't know if i'll ever watch baby driver more than once or twice uh yeah i'll probably see it again but yeah i could go for watching drive again as well i mean i think drive yeah that's what uh, drive not driver sorry the soundtrack was definitely more deep cuts that i had never heard before and and this is like you know you got some queen in there you got michael jackson you know you got some fun tracks and um, I don't think yeah, it was that un- first song he did though I had never heard and yeah there was a, a few there was a lot ones, of good but... stuff in there I mean like the whole premise that the guy is constantly listening to music to drown out his you know his ringing got a hum on the drum yeah hum on the drum um you, you would expect him to have some good stuff playing and uh, I I mean I like that I, I don't think it's on the level of like how Guardians kind of really elevated that movie because of the soundtrack um I think it was what it needed to be and not necessarily elevated it above that um but i think that's another reason why guardians is on this list here with edgar wright is because people just kept freaking out about that 80s soundtrack yeah but it was a great soundtrack ah good for you go <laughs> download a spotify list next oh yeah you didn't like guardians didn't you no i did not i like the but first one a lot that's for another day so and then um yeah Spacey was uh, you, okay. So going back to our uh, segment, our new segment that we like to call "Best Bit," mm-hmm. uh, Spacey's nephew, easily the best. Oh bit. yeah, yeah. The kid, <laughs> the kids just like playing in the video game, and he he already has the place cased out, and then yeah, uh, c- completely cased out, and then uh the the he keeps quoting Monsters Inc. Uh huh. <laughs> and Spacey Spacey catches on to it because his nephew's always watching Monsters Inc. That is fun. I did like that. Where it's like, there's nothing more important. We're a partner. There's nothing more important than our friendship. I thought that. I thought that sounded familiar. Yeah. I mean, all the best bits, all the best lines were were Spacey for sure. Yeah, Spacey had a lot of good bits. Um, I mean, Spacey's, you, Spacey's on a roll, baby. He is. Yeah. Um. Well, that and you know, uh, geez, House of Cards, obviously. Are you through House of Cards yet? No, I I've I've stopped after season four, three. So oh, okay. I, I gotta watch four and five eventually. Yeah, man. Catch so you, uh, up. you like Heat, right? I do like Heat. Uh, 
and that that one's more serious and that one has way more character going on than this one does yeah but i mean they're going for this is a stylized film it's like it's just going for 70s cartoon style i don't have I know a... <laughs> i know that it sounds like i don't get it like i get what they were doing i just wasn't as entertained i guess and i maybe my expectations were too high but that's how i feel damn it well the thing about he is that like you know it kind of really gets good at the end when all the, the shit hits the fan and they're they you know the plan fails and they're like out in the street with the, the money out yeah and that's that's such a did you feel that the iconic... shootouts and the payoffs in this one were good it was so whatever uh the entire movie i was like this is rad um really i, I said it out loud okay yeah. um mostly the car I'm chases and like the chore the choreography of the cars and and then and then you're like oh wow yeah there's definitely some heat here and then the that was such a i loved the boss battle with um with uh oh man what's his name john ham john ham where i was like oh yeah i mean john ham's just kind of been like a cameo role up until now i was wondering i was like when is this guy gonna do some heavy lifting and then he, he you know he kind of makes it to the end and he's kind of like the final boss because you know yeah. cause they, they take out jimmy fox pretty early on and uh just like I, all the I flashing like red lights so, yeah what where uh, he kills him or what well yeah I, I loved i love the the bit with bats but then i just like when the driver is without a car for so much of that final police chase and you have him on foot trying to figure it out and you've basically taken away his only you know t- true skill in that situation mm-hmm. and i just thought that was really interesting um so i will say yeah so that final chase but then you know and, but then the movie has like a, a third act and a fourth act and a fifth act because then you got to square things up with Spacey. Then you got to square things up with Ham again. And so, you know, and then and then, of course, there's the, you know, roadblock at the end and so on and so forth. So I, I don't know. I just a little bit too of a, a what, clean ending for you or you. No, just, I mean, you, the ending was fine. The ending was fine enough as it was, but you wanted them just like ride off into the sunset and not. Have no, to. I thought that would have been a weaker choice than what they ended up doing. I thought that was kind of a nice payoff for all the nuggets. They were kind of laying down throughout all the action in the film, mm-hmm. uh, almost like a Seinfeld, uh, final episode where yeah. all of our favorite characters along the way come back to, to oh, have a to, moment in the to, courthouse. To, yeah, exactly. That's a that's a great point. Um, so, speaking yeah, I, of which, October first, Larry David. Oh, curb, curb your enthusiasm is coming back. Oh man, October. Yeah, we'll have to do an episode by episode of that one. That'd be fun. There was a there was a, a new poster that just got posted online today of him dressed up like Julius Caesar, and it said he left. He accomplished nothing. He's back, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> he's he left. He did nothing. Now he's back. Uh, I think uh, he wrote a few plays and some HBO specials, though, didn't he? Yeah, didn't he do some Broadway? I want to say. Yeah, or he was, was in that a just? Broadway show. I know that was, that was in one of the episodes where he was in uh, producers, but I, I think he may have done some Broadway as well. And then he well, did that HBO movie that no one seemed to like clear history yeah i never even saw that actually but yeah he also wrote a play Dude, called it's, it's uh, actually fish pretty in funny. the dark which i have here oh I yeah fish, in, fish the in the dark is it funny it's pretty good yeah it's very larry david um it's it's kind of oh, for okay. kids in a way but um yeah it's good it's funny what did it that wasn't on broadway though was it, um, it was, it's just a play that he wrote 
I, it definitely got produced somewhere. Um, well, I'm sure it got produced, but Broadway yeah, no, it, it had a Broadway. Uh, oh, yeah, it's March fifth, two thousand fifteen. It's directed by Anna Shapiro of uh, Steppenwolf hey, fame. Steppenwolf, hey. R.I.P. She actually just passed this. Yeah, year. I know. What else? Uh, we who else was in? The, who was in this? Give me a quick rundown. Well, he was Fish in, in the he, he Oh, played, he's in it. Yeah, so Larry, he he wrote it, and he was in the he was the main character. He plays this oh, guy okay. Norman, uh, early to mid fifties, average in every respect except for his hyperactive libido. So, <laughs> <laughs> for kids, yeah, you know that uh, old tale for the kids. Well, okay, uh, now that I remember it, he uh, <laughs> he gets this like, oh, that's right, like he ah oh, man, I think he he hires this this kid to like scare his wife straight or something, but he ends up having sex with her. So now, oh man. Fish in the Dark is the astonishing debut play by Larry David and multiple Emmy winning star of career enthusiasm. This side-splitting play, a testimony to David's great writing talent, is also his first time on Broadway. In fact, the first time acting on stage since eighth grade. In Fish in the Dark, Larry David <laughs> stars as Norman Drexel, a man in his 50s, average blah, 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 libido. As Norman and his family try to navigate the death of a loved one, one acquaintances and unsettled arguments resurface with hilarious consequences. Uh, so what about this was for children? Yeah, never or did mind. You just... Never. I, I misremembered. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, anyway. It, it's very, very curable. The audience, but, uh, give it a read. All right, well, let's give uh, Shut the Book on uh, Baby Driver. You you were kind of disappointed. I thought it was rad. Uh, Is that what we're saying? Yeah, I'm I'm on a I'm on the fence. I would I would give it a I would give it a C plus. I did end up recommending recommending this movie around the office. Um, to C plus is pretty low. That's like seventy percent, seventy five percent. Yeah, I mean that that's kind of how I felt though. I mean, and I know that I'm definitely that's in the crazy. minority. That's most too people low. really liked it. I'm, I'm sorry, I I just thought that the back the back half of the movie was I mean I by the numbers and dull. All right, at this point, you're going to the movies expecting Oscars every single time. You got to get out of that. Yeah, probably. I'll <laughs> but, give you that. <laughs> but that's that's, that's fine. I, I thought it was super fun. Um, soundtrack solid. John Hamm doing some heavy lifting. That like like I was saying earlier, the the this boss fight in this car park was like this mon- maniacal, crazed John Hamm with and with red flashing lights. He's covered in blood and. It's kind of Quentin Tarantino-esque, but a bit more of a wink to the audience. And I think the entire movie was just audience fan service and just like making a fun, cool movie. And uh, I thought it was great. Fair enough. All right, we'll shut the book on that, and then um, we'll uh, we'll reconvene with uh, in October with Kirby enthusiasm. No, hey, we'll see you guys think, in October. No, we'll yeah. find some other stuff to see. You yeah. know what I'm really interested in seeing? I think I'm gonna go check out this weekend is Big Sick. Which yeah, is, I, I've been uh, the new Judd too. Apatow movie. Uh, looks really interesting. Was shot, shot in Chicago, so I think that's what I'm gonna go check out. So I'm actually gonna go back to the art house. All the you know, all the Cineplex people can rejoice that I won't be in there curmudgeoning their their laughs during uh, you know Baby Driver and Spider Man and everything else. Do you plan to see Spider Man? I actually already have. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, care to give a little preview? Uh, actually. And this is going to really surprise you. It's a good movie. It looks good. It's um, good for I mean, Spider-Man. And again, knowing knowing what I'm getting into and, you know, absolutely yeah. g- giving into the process, I really enjoyed it. Did you see Civil War? Yes. All right. So are you – do you watch all the movies? I, I don't – I've stopped watching. Is there anything – What I haven't seen the newest Thor. 
Because okay, I don't so like the Thor, Thor two, stuff. and then Thor three is coming out soon. Yeah, right? yeah, and I probably won't see that as well. Yeah, but where they, they have like the Hulk crossover. Yeah, they, they definitely they have, have like they have the Avengers, and then they have like their little movies when they there's like at least one person in the other ones. Yeah, and they have some kind of they have some minor references to and they do a really nice job of making small references to the other movies but you also can blow right past them and if you haven't seen them it's not going to ruin your experience in whatever individual movie you're seeing so i really appreciate that uh but at this point marvel's just doing donuts man they're just absolutely murdering the game and every single thing they do just turns to gold i mean how how many times has Spider-Man just kind of taken a dump and and you know this reboot and was super clean it's it was really well done and it's good to see uh, Michael Keaton put the bird suit back on so yeah get get that Birdman suit back on <laughs> yeah so. yeah that's really cool I'll probably see it for that reason I mean Spider-Man was always my favorite uh, I mean the Tobey Maguire movies I like but and you know the cartoon I I it's one of my favorites well yeah probably, that's well I actually my favorite. I was just uh, in that conversation to, uh, this week about how most of our generation, uh, young, uh, late 20s, early 30s, we experienced a lot of this not through comic books but through the cartoons. And I think yeah. that's why I've always loved Batman because that Batman cartoon was so great in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And then the Spider-Man cartoon was great in X-Men. And X-Men, Spider-Man, and Batman. Those, those were the good. three yeah. big horses. Uh, and so that's why... Before that, it was Ninja Turtles for me as a kid. So I've seen most of these villains in terms of uh, the Spider-Man stuff, but the Vulture actually was one that I had not a didn't have a lot of reference to. I'm uh, I'm interested in the thought of uh, Tom Hardy playing Venom in like the the next. Yeah, how are they gonna make that work? That's gonna be really interesting. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Something Brock, right? I forget, but um, I think his first name is Brock. Yeah, Brock something. But yeah, so then we we can bring in Venom, and you got probably Carnage might play a role. That'd be kind of interesting. The whole c- Carnage Venom was like my favorite villains. Yeah, of the Spider-Man I remember universe. so many Venom episodes. Yeah, those were that, yeah. was, that was good times. So and then Venom Spider-Man. Do you remember course, any of the the roll off like movie series that they made into TV TV cartoons? Like for example, um, they made an Ace Ventura cartoon. Did you ever watch that? Oh God, yeah. And they I also made a that. Ghostbusters cartoon. The Ghostbusters cartoon was relatively popular. Yeah, I, I I remember the Ghostbusters. I don't. I vaguely remember Ace Ventura. There was an Ace Ventura cartoon, and um, there was a Jumanji cartoon as well. I don't remember that. I don't remember that at all. I I, I actually had the board game for Jumanji. All right. It wasn't quite the same. <laughs> <laughs> hey, where's all this crazy shit? Where's Where's David <laughs> Allen Greer? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will. Uh, maybe I'll go see Spider-Man, and uh, we can shop about that. All but right. uh, for the for this episode of the analysis, that's it for me. All right. Thanks everyone for listening. Bye. Bye.